This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 442, recorded on April 23rd, 2020. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in Mike I beautiful, beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska. Can't ask for any better deck weather, right? Have you been getting outside? Oh, yeah. We've been, like, especially when you have the kids home, you need to keep them entertained during this time. You have been outside all day, every day. It's been fun of watching my son, uh, my oldest. He has the Strider bike. It's a bike essentially with no pedals. They can just, you know, but two wheels only, no training wheels. And he is just rip running around the circle now and uh, giving his mom a little bit of a heart attack sometimes. But it's been. Yeah, we're, we're having a good time. Aaron Lawrence is with us. Aaron, has the warm weather come to Canada? Are you guys up there getting any nice stuff yet? Just in the last week, we finally got rid of the snow. I would say we had snow 20 out of the last 25 days up until last week. Yikes. And it's finally mostly just gone. So spring feels like it's finally here and I couldn't be more grateful. Yeah, it's springtime. Our friends in the south have been dealing with tornadoes and in uh, severe thunderstorms. And so thinking about you guys down south, of course, uh, April 23rd, 2020, still in the United States, uh, almost all of us are still in lockdown. But uh, we'll post a show with world-class show notes. For us, a lot of the world hasn't changed. And, of course, well, we, uh, we'll post those at TheAverageGuy.tv. Don't forget, you can join us live on our mobile app if we ever get out of the, uh, the house again. Uh, the best way to listen to Home Gadget Geeks on the road is through the mobile app. So HomeGadgetGeeks.com, you can download that for Android, iPhone. Many of you found other ways to do it, but a great way to stream it live, HomeGadgetGeeks.com. And now you can forget, big announcement, you can now follow the show schedule. I've got it working, guys. I'm committed to keeping it up to date, at least for now. And uh, it's the the next three shows are out there. If you go to theaverageguy.eventbrite.com, just write that down, go to it, save it, whatever. You ever want to know, because before the show, I always get a bunch of emails. Hey, who's on the show tonight? You never have to guess anymore. Theaverageguy.eventbrite.com, we are using that to kind of help us keep track of the shows. And so if you want to know what's coming up next week, a big uh, ed tech, how has this COVID-19 situation changed technology? We have three Nathaniels coming on. Uh, Chris Nessie is coming on. Brian Friedlander is coming on. Talk about how uh, the, how all the technology has changed for the schools. So that should be super interesting in a, in a roundtable. And then Dave McCabe on the week after that, he's coming back to talk about lawn care. And uh, and that should be great as well. And so follow us, theaverageguy.eventbrite. If you follow me there, by the way, you'll get a notification whenever I post something new. So you can do that um, as well. And then down there in YouTube, subscribe. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't done that already. That way you, you know when we go live. And if you hit the like button, it helps with the discovery process. Big thanks to Mark Robson who joined us last week. Mike, I did a roasted chicken on Sunday uh, based on what you guys said. And then we we pulled that apart and um, uh, put it in some chicken noodle soup. And that was dynamite. We took some of the meat, made quesadillas on Tuesday with it. The, the, the girls are already like, make another one of those. Have you done any grilling since our show last week? Well, first off, let me say, I saw that on Twitter and I was, my mouth started to water. And then the soup was such a good idea to put that then into the chicken noodle soup. Super good. Yeah, we have been grilling just as much as we were last week leading up to that show. I think we are just we ran out of our pork. So Hannah's like, kind of like the chicken, right? Fire up another uh, pulled pork this weekend, do another pork shoulder. But Hannah's been doing the same thing. Quesadillas with the pulled pork. Oh, yeah. 
really, really good. That's what I love about chicken, pulled pork. You can make a million different recipes. So leftovers, you're solid. Aaron, have you been getting out in the van and have you been doing any grilling? That's the catch up we want to do with you. How are, how are those two? Pro- I know it's been super cold, so probably not in the van, but in, but you can grill in cold weather. Have you been doing either? We can. We charcoal grill more than anything. So it's not that easy to stand out in minus 20, minus 15, even minus 10 weather and, you know, tend yeah. to your charcoal. Right. So we have not actually grilled, although just... I guess it was just yesterday. Um, I got the new BioLite camp stove kit uh, delivered. And the camp stove is this little, almost like a tin can size and shape stove that's got a grill top on it that you can add. And you can grill on it, as the name would indicate. So we fired that up last night on our front porch and made burgers. So that was the first barbecuing we've done this season. And it actually turned out great. It made me realize how much I miss good barbecue. Oh, so good. <laughs> What's the name of it again? It's called the BioLite Camp Stove and Grill. Okay. I've actually so, reviewed a bunch of BioLite's gear, and they do a lot of like kind of off-grid camper stuff, backpacker kind of gear. Okay. Um, that's really cool. Really cool. All all posted over at TechGadgetsCanada.com. Is that is that where folks would go? It is, in fact. Yeah, you can yeah. check out the Camp Stove. I reviewed their original Camp Stove a couple of years ago. That's up there. Uh, it's also on the YouTube channel. And the what did else did they put out? They've got a bunch of um, cool like uh, rechargeable lighting options as well for camping and RVing. Um, and then this new Camp Stove kit with the grill. Uh, also comes with a, they call it a kettle pot, but it's basically a kettle that you can use either as a kettle or a pot when you're camping or cooking. So I'm going to try that bundle out, hopefully as soon as we get uh, enough nice weather to go camping or out in the camper fan. How do you, with this current situation that's going on, can you guys go camping or campsites open? Can you go out and, and get some of that done or what? Have you, have you looked into it? No, we've looked into it and everything is basically closed right now. They shut down our national parks here in Canada and our provincial parks, which is just as well because we've been pretty slow on our van build, our van conversion, um, thanks to the minus 20, minus 30 weather up until the last week. So we haven't had a chance to get much done. Yeah. Well, you will do that. We're getting some uh, questions in the chat room. What's the fuel on that on that stove? How does it how does it fuel? Great question. So it's meant to use sort of just found fuel that you would have at a campsite, wherever you are. So you start it with dry leaves, twigs, and sticks, and then you can put in gradually sort of larger pieces of wood. The stove itself is really only like almost kind of the size of two fists put together. So, I mean, it's not huge and it's this little cylinder. So you do constantly kind of have to feed it. Um, but it's got a power pack that is attached to the side. So the power pack will actually take the energy from the fire, turn on a fan so that it fuels the fire to keep things going. And then that extra energy that it's storing up in the power pack, naturally, you can use to charge up your smartphone, your camera battery, whatever, whatever you need using a USB plug, you can plug it right in. Hmm. That sounds totally nerdy, <laughs> just, to, just to be honest. It's it's for the nerdy camper, for sure. Yeah. Is it is it like a rocket stove, then, in the sense where they're trying to draw, or it's trying to draw kind of the heat through it and push it out and, and use that heat? Did you did you try rocket stoves? They, a couple of years ago, they were super popular. Did you ever try the rocket stove concept? 
No, I haven't. It sounds like it's something similar, though. Well, it's a little bit similar and maybe different in the sense it's like a one, two, three sizing. So if you have a foot opening for your for the fuel that's going in, you need a two foot box at the bottom uh, uh, for the fuel box. And then you have a three foot tall chimney and it creates a draft that pulls that air in then and makes really efficient mm-hmm. use of any fuel. When you said the you, you don't need a lot of fuel, right? And this is one of those rocket stoves where you kind of don't need sticks and twigs. It will do just fine, right? You get it started and then you can kind of run this thing super efficient and it'll heat up water or beans, whatever, like whatever right. you'd have at the campsite, right? It would do. I don't know if I cook burgers on it. I guess it'd have to be pretty big, but you can take some bricks and make kind of like a makeshift rocket stove wherever you go. I kind of no. designed kind of designed uh, or thought about for third world countries because they have such trouble smoke with smoke coming out and the, the, the lung, you know, the lung damage that does this rocket mm-hmm. stove because of the design, very little smoke. It kind of maximizes the heat and then doesn't smoke a lot. And so um, if you go on YouTube, listen, there's a rabbit hole for you. If you go on YouTube and put rocket stove in, you'll spend all weekend on all these different kinds of rocket stoves that, uh, that folks have built. So, well, we want to go with some of the things uh, that you have tonight and you changed websites since the last time we heard you, you had tech gadgets, Canada, but you also had your own, but I noticed, did all those move? Are you, are you full-time on tech, tech gadgets, Canada now? I finally made a huge move. Actually, I was, anybody that has a website or a domain, I'm not going to get too deep into this because it's also very nerdy, but um, I started a website a long time ago, which was Aaron LYYC. Um, and that was sort of meant to be my fun blog. And then when I moved more into doing more tech stuff, um, I rebranded it with Tech Gadgets Canada. But because I could never figure out how to properly transition the old domain to the new domain, I just had the new domain pointing at the old domain. So for years and like I was afraid of losing my you know ranking in Google and losing all my traffic so finally just in the last week I got some good help um doing the changeover and moving migrating the whole site over and then my traffic promptly just crashed into <laughs> into the garbage but it had to be done so it yeah. needed a bunch of back end work as well so well the the only reason I noticed is cuz I I installed a WordPress plugin to kind of monitor broken links and of course I have tons I had tons of your links on the old links on my site and of course they all came up broken and I was like oh what's going on you know the site go down and so then I saw you had redirected those so I spent a little bit of time updating so I did my part of updating all my all your links all your old links to get those over to the new site but um, it looks good. I know same content. And I was like, oh, she must have completely moved. So again, if you want to catch up with Erin and all the work that she's doing, you should follow her over at techgadgetscanada.com. Follow her on her YouTube page as well. I do that or subscribe, I guess is the right word. I do that. And you put out a video every other day. It seems like something like that. Pretty manageable to watch and some great uh, some great content. What's your goal on that? What would be best case scenario for you on on uh, YouTube production? Man, every time I set a new goal for myself, I get there kind of sooner than I think. Yeah. It was just a couple of years ago. I thought, wow, man, if I had a thousand subscribers, I would feel really good about myself. And I hit a thousand. I was like, well, what's the next milestone? I was like, 2000. <laughs> and then when I hit that, I was like, okay, let's aim bigger. You know, 5,000, 10, 20. So I'm just under 30,000 right now, um, which... I'm really proud of, 
but now I figure like now I've got to set something that's that's really big. So maybe maybe I'll go for a hundred thousand subscribers and see where that puts me. Yeah, hundred thousand is good. That's a that's a good number to shoot for. I think I am at twelve or thirteen hundred here at the average guy TV and and uh, I have a live channel and a edited channel, which just isn't confusing at all. So you know whatever the things that we do right. Let's talk a little bit about what you're reviewing. You got a hold of this LG Graham laptop. You didn't get to keep it, unfortunately. They, it, it sounded like it was a short-term review for you. What's interesting, and the reason I wanted to lead off with this, is kind of PCs had kind of like, nobody was talking about PCs for the most part anymore. We we always were, because we're nerds that way. But the general market had, and maybe you sense this, but when everybody went home, PCs are back. <laughs> like PC sales yeah. have, have skyrocketed. They're sold out in some places. Like everybody had to buy a computer uh, or, the, or or an extra one. They may have had one. It's them and them spouse at home. Did you have you noticed since you did this review? Have the, had there been folks coming out of the woodwork kind of looking for this now that PCs are hot again, at least for the short term? Yeah, I think there's a lot of interest. And I think you're right. I think it's a lot of people working from home. A lot of people need that extra laptop for, you know, their kids if they're doing school over the laptop. Um, and yeah, getting a lot of interest. And my main reason for wanting to do that review. I don't generally review a lot of laptops or computers just because, I mean, you can be so specialized about this and and know so much detail. And that is not me. But I have a Dell uh, PC that I use for some other work that I do. And it's this tank. It's fat. It's heavy. It's ugly. It's a workhorse. Um, and I just thought, you know, it works fine, but what more is out there? Like the screen is okay. You know, it's heavy. So I was really interested in trying out the Gram because the proposition of the LG Gram laptop is that it's ultra lightweight. It's got this massive 17 inch screen. The screen is supposed to be super vibrant. And I just thought like, come on, how, how much greater could it really be than the PC laptop I'm using now? It's a lot greater. It's very nice. So uh, I got my hands on it for a couple of weeks and got to play around with it. And the screen is amazing. Um, you know, it's like the first time you see 4K TV or something. Um, you just sort of, it pops for you. And the colors are amazingly vibrant. And it's so thin and it's lightweight. And, you know, you can carry it with two fingers. And so, so many great things about it just from a basic consumer average user perspective. It kind of, from the review that I watched, it kind of puts the the best of two worlds together. If you're a big screen person, if you like that kind of screen real estate, and then if you like the, um, you know, if you like kind of the, a light, something you can carry around with you. Um, and this may make a great laptop both now and later, as far as once we start moving around again, do you feel like, is this one you'd close the lid and maybe take kind of carry with you? Sometimes our laptops have gotten, well, I'm just going to plug it in and leave it at home. It's kind of been a desktop. We plug it into a couple mm -hmm. monitors. It doesn't go very far. Do you feel like you take this one with you? hundred percent. And I travel both short distance and if I'm going, you know, somewhere much more distant, I usually have a laptop with me. And I mean, this one's so light, I could pack it as a second laptop if I needed for different work along with the, with the MacBook that I usually travel with. But I mean, the screen size, you're mentioning the screen size. And just, if you want that sort of big screen experience, I think a lot of people have those smaller laptops because they want them to be more portable and a little lighter weight. But with this one, you don't have to compromise. I mean, you can still have that giant size, but it, because it's so thin and light, you get the best of both worlds. 
you uh, on your on the screen there. You here, I'll go back to it. It's got a finger finger finger. Okay, now the beer is kicking in for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a fingerprint reader. There we go. Uh, built right into the power. I haven't seen that before. I'm sure they've been out there, but does it work? Is it convenient? Windows has some things. You know, you're a Mac person. It was fun to watch your review from a Mac perspective because there's all these new things in Windows. You're like, oh, it'll do this and it'll do that. And we we on the Windows side are kind of used to that, you know. But it was fun to watch you to do that. Did that did that um, did that work fairly well for you? I'll, I'll turn that right back around on you because uh, the MacBook Pro that I have has a fingerprint scanner in it. So yeah. I, I'm used to using it that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, and it did work really well. I would say sort of you just touch it down to to open it up and power it on. Okay. And it's pretty lightning fast. I mean, by the time you've lifted your finger off the, the key, it's ready to go. So super speedy. And that reminds me, before I send it back, I should move my fingerprint from it so they can actually get back into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did Note you- to self. Did you try Windows Hello also has the ability to, to for facial recognition where you can log in with your with a face ID. Did you try that at all when you were in Windows? No, I actually didn't notice if this one had it. Yeah, not all cameras support mm, good it. Good question. Uh, most of the new ones do. So we just kind of just kind of wondered if you'd give that a try. It's a pretty How did you feel about the 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 processor that came with it? Just from a you, you don't, you know, you don't dig into the specs on it, but how did it feel? Is it pretty zippy? Did it work pretty well for you? It seemed to. I mean, that's the thing with a new laptop. I, I set this one up just as a new laptop. I didn't pull over a lot of data. Normally, I have a lot of video and a ton of photos on on my laptop. So, I mean, for me, it, it damn well better be fast at that rate. Um, it would be interesting to see what it was like if I pulled over everything that's on my MacBook and put it on and then tried to use it. So, but I, I, you know, shared laptops and loaner laptops, you don't really want uh, all your personal information floating around the internet. So Right, right. Yeah. Did you, battery life, did you get it long enough to kind of, well, you still have it. Did, did you feel like it, they always advertise, you know, like, oh, get a hundred hours of battery life and yeah, you, know, you get 50. Did you, did you feel, nah, nobody's gotten 50, but do you feel like it was uh, like it, uh, it would work like all day for you? It did. I mean, I had it sort of playing with it on and off over like pretty detailed over the course of about a week and I didn't have it plugged in at all. So every time I'd sort of open it, use it for a little while, close it up, put it back. Um, I don't think I charged it all week. So I didn't try and run it down. I think the battery life they say is supposed to be about 17 hours. I didn't try and test that out. Um, but I mean, off and on for a week without the need for charging was was pretty good to me. Okay. Yeah. So that lived up to it. And then of course it's in a typical windows, uh, laptop fashion. It's got a headphone jack, which would have been handy tonight. You should, we should have made you podcast on that tonight. That would have been the, Oh, been we the, could have, I should yeah, have thought of that. Darn it. Well, or get two camera angles going. Yeah. A couple, a uh, couple USB ports in there. If you could, could you use this long-term, you know, you're, you're a Mac person, but if, if this was something you were going to go with, could you see yourself using this long-term? Well, I used to be a PC user, I would say up until about probably six years ago, six or seven years ago. So, and I do use a PC in some other work life. So yeah, I mean, definitely. I would, And I would love to upgrade from the, the Dell that I have, the tank recourse of a Dell that I have to something like this, the LG Gram. Um, but I'm not ready. I'm not ready to switch from Mac yet. All, all of my life, all of my video, all of my devices, everything is integrated across the Apple ecosystem. And I just feel like it would be 
terrifying to try and <laughs> migrate everything back over to PC. Yeah, Mike Mike has made the jump. In fact, he's configuring his Windows box as we're speaking right now, Mike. So it can be done, right, Mike? You can, you can make the jump to Windows, right? Uh, yeah, and you know, I've run I run both systems. We have a MacBook Pro upstairs. Mainly that has become my wife's computer for teaching. And uh, I've gone full Windows down here. There are a few things I miss, like iMessage and some built-in features that ran with my iPhone really well. But the jump's not terrible. It wasn't as bad as I thought. It did take Jim, I mean, how many years have I been with you, Jim? Uh, five years five, now podcasting with you to make the jump. Yeah. So stick around yeah. long enough, Aaron, and might might convert you. <laughs> well, the, if I had to, the other thing I was playing with recently was the uh, LG V60 dual screen smartphone. So trying that along with the laptop, it was like, wow, do I have to send the phone back? Because this is pretty amazing. Yeah, let's take a look at this thing. Let me Let me bring this up and you tell me if I've got the right... Is this the right thing? Is that what is that, that what is the one? Yes. Is that what we're talking the about? LG V60 ThinQ 5G dual screen. <laughs> that sounds pretty fancy. <laughs> what, what'd you what What'd you think? Tell me Tell me a little bit about how'd you like it. I really, really like it. Um, I'll uh, I'll pop it up here. I don't know how well you can see oh, it. Let me hold on. Let me get but you it's, full, let me get you full screen. Oh sure. Yeah, yeah. There, we, there go. we go. Yeah. So, I mean, it's huge. I'll pop that charger off. It's it's huge, but it's not it's not as big and obtrusive as you might think. It's also not as thick as you might think. So, I mean, by the time you get a case on your average smartphone, I mean, where's my iPhone? Yeah. Here? Like for the, for those of you who can't see the video, they're basically about the same thickness. So, the LG phone over here has two screens attached to it and it's pretty much the same as same thickness as the iPhone. So it's pretty amazing though, the, the way that you can multitask on a phone with two screens. So this one essentially opens up like a book and you can put one window onto one side of the screen and a different window onto the other. So, I mean, if you want to have your social media feeds on one side while you're watching YouTube, while you're watching this podcast, for example, you can do that. Um, it's also got different gaming apps and things built into it. So you can get, you know, you can use it horizontally. You can get a gaming controller on one side and, you know, your game on the top. So there's all kinds of really cool things that you can do with this phone. And I mean, the screen is just, it's super hot. It's so clear, so sharp, so colorful, so vibrant. I mean, you know, I've only had this phone, I would say, for maybe not even a week. And I've been playing with it kind of off and on. But I love it. Like, I love the two-screen thing. It's so fun. How, how do you find the, the the hard part on those dual screens has been the the uh, the hinge? That is kind of what's tripped everybody up, right? And so I think Samsung made a, a run at a single screen that folded. That didn't That mm -hmm. didn't work. I think they're finding sometimes that on those dual screens that that um, dust or dirt is getting between the two screens and then grinding a little bit in there mm. as you like, you know, you think you close it. You, now it's screen to screen. Is there something in there to kind of stop that from happening so you're not rubbing two screens together when you close it or... I would say yes. They've got kind of a little bit of a bezel and the way... So the way you operate the second screen is the one phone is basically just a phone right. and 
you slide it here. Maybe I can actually show you guys. And it detaches Basically slide too, right? it into this case. Yeah. yeah. So the second screen is actually part of a case. So that lets you there. So screen one, main phone. And that's like a note. Phone. Like, that's like note size. Yeah. That's right. That's a big note, basically. Yeah. Big yeah. and big and tall, super right. widescreen. Right. So you've got the phone. And then the second screen comes in. I mean, this is just like a plastic case, essentially, with the second screen built in. And it's attached. And it's got the hinge in it. Like you say, it's not really an open hinge. It's quite well sealed, I guess. And it's like 360 degrees. So you can open it all the way open or all the way closed. Yeah. And then if you want to add that second screen, you just pop the phone into the case. And then it usually takes just a second for it to load up. Um, and then the second screen will connect to it. So, I mean, easy to use one screen if you want. Um, use both. Switch them around. Uh, 8k 8k video recording i can't how's the battery life been on that thing so 8k uh you said dual 6.8 inch oled um the detachable two screen design uh 5000 milliamp i know that's not what that is but that Mm -hmm. a battery Battery. have you found have you found the battery is it an all day will it last all day i haven't used it enough to know like what the sort of day-to-day battery life is. But again, this is another one that I've been playing with on and off and I haven't had to recharge it. I just set it down. I would say it was about 30% before we started and I set it down on the charging mat because it also has G charging um, and it's at 100% already. So, Does it have so, a finger fingerprint reader? Sorry, Mike, um, but does it have a fingerprint reader on there for you? Yeah, there's one embedded under the screen. Okay, good. Mike? Yeah, did I miss it? So how does the second screen get charged? So it charges off the main phone as so far as a, I understand. So, okay, so that case connects. It's not just sitting in the case. There's a connector between the case and the phone. Yeah, there's there's a little nub in the bottom that Got almost it. like it, if you've right. ever had a charging case, right? You know how you sort of slide those in and they connect and it powers up? So that's what it's got. That makes sense. Okay. So screens not touching then, Aaron, when you close that. Since you got, do, do they touch, do you think, in there or... They don't me, seem to because there's enough screen. of a little, there's enough of a little, little I don't know bezel. how a little show up, but yeah. a little tiny bezel okay. that, you know, maybe there's a millimeter or two, probably not that much between them. But I mean, I can see a little bit of daylight sort of between them in here. So okay. I, I don't feel like they're rubbing. If anything, I feel like it's just the bezels that have closed on each other. Okay. Okay. Because that has been the complaint, right? So you fold it. If anything gets stuck in between those, and then you put that in your pocket, you now have a hinge spot mm. point on the screen. Did I'm assuming they're offering, or uh, the there's a there's maybe some screen covers that you could put on this as well. I'd be, man, I would be hard pressed to close that thing and put it in my pocket. I would be super, super afraid. The the somebody asked in the chat room the the gram the 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 laptop gram that we that we were just talking about flimsy mm-hmm. or not and that seems very very stable mm-hmm. was the gram flimsy or was that pretty stable for you great question it actually um i debated whether i felt like it felt cheap um because when i would sometimes pull up the top of the laptop it did have a bit of flex to it so you know, if you'd kind of lift it by one corner instead of at the middle, it would sort of pull the corner up before it would catch the rest of it to open. So I was a little concerned about that. So I was reading up a bit more about, you know, the specs of it, because I thought, man, like, 
if this hits the floor once, it's toast. But they ran it through a whole bunch of military testing and it passed, I don't know, like something like seven or eight different military grade tests for durability. So because it has to go back, it's not mine. I don't I don't want the responsibility to have to buy this uh, laptop back. Um, I didn't drop test it. I didn't toss it in the bathtub. Yeah. I didn't try and, you know, Burn break it. the screen or any of that. Burn it, drag but, it behind a car, run over it. You yeah. didn't do any of those things, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> But it's, uh, it sounds like it's past those tests. Okay. So, okay. I mean, it does have that lighter, more flexible design, but yeah. I'm going to trust that LG's, you know, that it's going to still be. Yeah. Does that feel, last. does that hinge on the phone then? So laptop, I saw that in the video, it seemed a little flimsy, but laptop or I mean the, uh, the phone, how does that feel? It actually feels pretty substantial. And I think it has a lot to do with the case that you're kind of forced to, yeah. to take along with this if yeah. you get this second screen. I mean, the, the case feels pretty durable when it's on. Um, and the bezels, it's sort of wrapped all the way around the bezels. So it actually does feel pretty secure, pretty solid. Does it come with the second screen automatically or do you have to buy that? So the phone is a thousand. By, by the way, that LG Gram retails about 1800. I think it starts at 1800. So it's it's ultra. It's in the ultra um, uh, category there. This starts at 950, 950 US. Is, do you have to add the, the screen on or does that come with it? Do you know? From what I understand, the second screen is optional. So you can get the, I guess it would be the V60 and then you can add the second screen to it. Um, but I'm not 100% sure. I actually haven't yeah. gone, uh, gone through yet and looked yeah. at the pricing or availability. Yeah. Let's look at the accessories really fast and see if they have those cases. They do have cases, screen protectors, all the things you would expect mm. to have for the phone already Great. ready to go. There's been some comments in the chat room. Uh, Joe had mentioned that he'd had a V20 and it was a good phone. Um, mm. Tony said he saw, I'm assuming he's talking about the gram. He saw one at Costco felt a little flimsy and cheap. Which you said that in your video, by the way, you were you were very open about that. That yeah, kind of, um, you know, kind of, yeah, kind of. LG said makes great. Joe says LG makes great phones. Uh, not so great with their updates. Uh, Good so, to know. Yeah, and um, Tony does say with or without a second screen. Oh wait, a minute, hold on. What's he saying? Another oh, they love another podcast I listen to. Love this phone with or without the second screen. So. Um, uh, something to look at. I mean, if it's a grand, that's actually uh, not too that far Standard off of these days, the new right? iPhones, right? Uh, it's and it's kind of almost like a Mac, not a MacBook, a uh, uh, iPad Mini size, like right? I mean, what's the iPad mm -hmm. Mini? How big is an iPad Mini, Mike? Do you know off the Dude. top of your head? Uh, see, I totally I'm, converted I'm, you. Uh, you have. I don't even know the specs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would guess you, seven inches. Yeah. Yeah, and that's six point eight. So it's that's yeah. a good size. Yeah. Like that's a big, that's a big old honking yeah. phone for a grand. You know that's not bad for actually the way phone prices are going right now. That's average. I think the the new Pixel phones are around the same price, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, I I think they are indeed. So here's the question: Would you buy it? Yes, because I yeah. honestly just for the second screen alone, leaving aside you know, me, me and my Apple world. Um, but the screen's amazing. I love the functionality of it. I mean, for me as a, as a blogger, as a YouTuber, as someone who is constantly on their phone, you know, for work and play, this would do so much for me. 
Um, yeah, I, I love it. I, I'm going to be crushed when I have to send it back. <laughs> well, you'll have to just buy it when it comes out. I imagine you could then table tent that. So put it the, with the camera and make it and then set it on the table in front of you, either in landscape or portrait, right? To have it that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then make a nice yeah, little can. for video conferencing. A lot of, a lot of folks doing that now. I took my first work call ever mm -hmm. from the deck today. Yeah. There you go. So is there a, is there a camera yeah. on the second screen at all then? Or is uh, it only on the first screen? So that's a good question because I don't see it in here. I haven't dug that deep into it, Jim. You're asking me. You're asking me questions now no, for that's my okay. uh, that'll have Just, to put in the write-up. Yeah. yeah, you'll have it's to. It's a good yeah. question though. Yeah, you'll have to include those in. It's um this is I've done a bunch of work. I've done like some happy hour. We're doing a bunch of virtual happy hours where I work. So, you know, four o'clock on a Friday or whatever bunch of us jump on a zoom call or teams or whatever, whatever we're on and enjoy a beverage. Or in some cases I'm meeting with some guys for cigars. The, um, and so we've done, I've done a ton of those out on the deck, but I haven't done an actual meeting from the deck yet. And today, today was the day. It was so beautiful out there. I just went out and held my phone and, uh, and chatted with somebody. The, the difference was, I think eight weeks ago, people were like, seriously, like you're out on your deck kind of taking calls today. They're like, cool you're out on your deck like is everybody i should say everybody lots of folks are in the same boat mike have you uh you well, done guy, anything outside yet yeah i've been doing a lot outside and the guy across the street he set up his whole husker like tailgate setup and underneath his tent he has his computer and monitors he's just out in his driveway no. now he's doing it because he's they're redoing his basement but i'm like it's a pretty smart idea just come outside pop up your tent yeah. Aaron, how have you guys handled, do you, do you guys both work at home uh, there in, in your household all the time? And so you guys have figured out how to do this. That seems to be, besides the dogs, that, that seems to be the hardest thing is I'm running into people uh, or talking to people, both spouse coming home, you know, about both coming home at the same time kind of mm -hmm. seem to be the grind. Um, if that's the case, you've been doing this for a long time. And if that's the case, how do you guys handle that knowing you're taking calls in your case, you're shooting video, you kind of need to be to be quiet, right? From time to time. How do you guys handle that? How do you make that work? Honestly, we, uh, we have a meeting in the morning where we talk about sort of what's on the agenda, you know, usually over coffee and, and the morning news. Um, but we'll sort of set out, you know, what have you got on the go today? Here's what I've got on the go. Uh, you know, I'd love to get down in the studio at some point this afternoon. Great. I'll take my calls out on the deck. Um, so we usually just, you know, our house is big enough that my office is upstairs. His is downstairs. My studio is downstairs and you know, the rest of yeah. the bedroom and all the other stuff is upstairs. So um, it's easy enough for us to sort of say, you know, I need to go use the studio. So he'll come and work in the dining room, for example. You do a lot of yeah, shoots. It's just a, it's a meeting. <laughs> well, that's no, that's actually a great idea. Actually, I, that's, I'm going to steal that advice because, you know, it's, you guys, you get, you kind of have a daily production meeting. It's like, Hey, here's the things coming up. Here's what we need to walk through. I don't know. We do that at work. Uh, all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would have thought to to just take that extra step and do do you know half an hour and kind of coordinate some things during the day. Um, you don't have children running around, but you got dogs. How do you handle the pets that that you know, because you know you again you're trying to shoot. You got cameras rolling that kind of stuff. How do you handle that? Well, the dogs uh, usually end up in my videos in one way, shape, or form. <laughs> 
<laughs> not usually by my choice. I'm yeah. usually trying to like push them out of the shot right. and they're like, nope. Right. I was doing some yoga today um, after after work, although when is after work right, really? Right. Um, and neither of them, like they were both on the yoga mat. They're like, wow, this is fun. You're down in our space. We'll come hang out with you. Um, but for us, like that, that part's been really fun is that we take the dogs for a walk first thing in the morning, kind of before the day gets underway. And then we'll take them for another walk towards the end of the day. And then we've got a backyard where they can go out during the day. Um, but it's nice because it gets us up and out and moving and gets us some exercise. You know, it's good for yeah. the dogs. It's good for the humans. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, lots of memes going on right now. The dogs hiding. Like I can't take another, I can't take another walk. Do Mike, you take PDF yeah. at all? And, and he is loving it. He is. Yeah. First of all, we're home. Which he enjoys. And then, uh, him and Harrison, my youngest are just best friends. And so they have, He's been outside with them all day. Petey's just the dogs. I feel like across the world are just in heaven right now. Yeah, it's the best time ever. The cats, not so much. No, They're the like, cats why? hate it. <laughs> why are you still here? Don't you why? need to be somewhere else? Um, so that's been pretty funny. A couple comments from the chat room. Tony thinks that uh, the ten, the Note Ten Plus is six point four, and that Dual was six eight. I think is is what we is that, is that right? Is that I think right? so. Um, so a little I think bit. So. Uh, Dennis says he'd be hard pressed. He'd be hard pressed to leave his iPhone. He says he's getting the new iPhone 11 Pro that's coming up. So, so good oh, for you. Yeah. Uh, some, yeah. And I, I I'm kind of, um, I've kind of locked down the big purchases at the moment. Kind of like, well, let's just kind of see where the economy goes before I start rolling into in, into new purchases. Uh, minus reviews you know, of course. So mm -hmm. you, yeah. you're able to get those as individuals and families have come home and they've had to set up home offices. Uh, lighting has been a big deal. And I don't think people realize how spoiled they are at work that like work buildings in the, in most cases are built for lighting, right? They're lit. Well, you never think about turning that thing on or off. It just is on all the time. You, you know, you generally don't struggle, but we came home and we had trouble with lighting, you spent a little bit of time looking at that. What have you found? What have you looked at? Are you finding two people are kind of like, oh my God, I need to, I need, now I need to do something about lighting in my office. Yeah, I'm, I'm, as I think you guys would know, I'm a big lighting person anyway. I love the smart lighting. I love color lighting. I, you know, I worked for a lot of years in a TV environment where you're literally in a small dark room for, you know, three or four hours at a time. So I love the sunlight. I like being near a window. I want as much light as possible when I'm trying to work. Evening, wind down time, I'm cool with being in the dark. But when I'm working, I want I, I want to see what I'm doing. I want to be awake. I don't want anything that's going to make me feel kind of sleepy and tired. So I'm a big advocate for the proper lighting. So I did, actually, just before the whole COVID lockdown happened, I did a home office makeover. I thought it was time. Um, so I made a bunch of upgrades. I changed the overhead fixture in my home office from sort of the builder standard basic one bulb fixture to a really cool starburst fixture that I absolutely love. And it was only a couple hundred bucks. I installed it myself. Super easy. Three wires to deal with. Um, it makes such a difference now. It's on a dimmer switch, so I can sort of control the level of light through the day. LED. And I mean, ju just that... Yeah, there are LEDs. And just that alone like makes me so happy when I come in and look at it. 
Um, what else did I do? I added uh, some task lighting. So I added a desk lamp uh, and put a smart Philips Hue bulb into it. And then I sort of got some ambient lighting, um, which is actually, you can't really see it, but it's kind of on behind me. Um, and what I'll do is, you know, if it's cloudy and gray outside, I'll turn the lights, you know, pink or orange or something just to brighten the office up. If it's stinking hot outside, which hasn't happened yet, by the way, yeah. um, it's got, it's you know, coming. you can turn it's them blue. <laughs> sure it is, Jim. <laughs> you can turn them blue, green or purple and it sort of cools off the room feel. What do you have behind there? What's what is that the hue light that you, that you had that changes colors? Yeah, so that one's uh, the Philips Hue Go lamp. Philips Hue has a couple of uh, just small lamps. Uh, the Hue Go lamp is actually a portable lamp, so you can charge it up and then take it with you. Um, this one just lives sort of on an AC plug here with me. But I've got it sort of tucked under a table, so it just sort of fills the area behind the table with some ambient light. So it's not sort of direct, but it just it just makes the room look nice. Yeah, no. I so love, I added I, that. I love that that you, um, and that's an area I don't think about at all. And Mike, I don't know about you, but I don't think about how the the color, the the actual colors can affect our mood. Do you, have you ever thought about? I know you've got some adjustable lights down in your studio there, right? You can you can change some colors of that stuff. But have I you ever do. thought? Maybe about I need that? to start eliminating stress by changing. I have the remote around here somewhere, but it's only uh, it's only this strip of lights right above here. No, I hear people say it all the time. I've just never, I've never tried it, to be honest. Does it, I mean, does it work? Does it feel any different? I find that it does. I find, um, I think you can change the whole feel of a room with the light. And in the wintertime when it's really cold outside, I mean, you can ask your hue light to turn everything to candlelight, for example. And it just, it just warms the room. It just makes you feel warmer. I love it. I find it has, I mean, maybe, maybe it's just me, right? Maybe I want to, to feel the effects of that light. So, you know, what, you, what is that? The placebo effect or something? Um, but I like it. I find that it does make me feel warmer or cooler. Yeah. It's, and I think it's something, do you have, do you have any mood lighting in your kitchen? Have you, have you installed color lights in there or you can, or you can change? Cause I think that's maybe one of the better spots to use that kind of lighting depending upon what you're cooking or what time of the day it is. Do you, do you find that to be true? Yeah, I think we've got smart lighting in, well, we've got it in the living room, the dining room, the kitchen, the home office and our theater. So, I mean, you're absolutely right. You know, you want to dim the lights and kind of wind the day down, put on some fun colored lighting. You know, we were using red and green at Christmas. We were doing orange lights yeah. at Halloween. You know, it can really, it can really set the tone or set yeah. the mood for whatever you've got going on. I mean, if we're having dinner, the dining room lights all get turned to candlelight setting. And I mean, that that's way better than laying out a whole bunch of candles and turning the rest of the lights off. It really Trust is. Me. Can Do you have it set to your uh, assistant to say, hey, lady, a go to candlelight? Does it, does it do that for you? I do. I've got uh, here in the home office, I've got them all connected to Google, Google Home. Okay, okay. So I can just come in in the morning and tell Google to turn my lights on. Hopefully yeah. that didn't just trigger everyone's <laughs> assistant. I tried to, um, I tried not to do that, but you went there. I so noticed it's, it's, you it's did. Okay. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't add the hey. No, you didn't. You didn't. And it's, hey. I, I think you'll, I think you'll be okay. I really do. 
So um, some people have a good sense of humor about that, but some people on my YouTube channel do not. They get really mad. I get, ang I get angry yeah. comments about people uh, saying you need to learn how to speak to your assistant so that you don't trigger everyone else's. And then I get other comments that say, ha, 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 that's so funny. And it, <laughs> I think they feel like they're playing along with me, that their lights change when I ask for it to change or, or yeah. whatever. I was, um, you know, speaking of like, so you're, you're thinking about coming home and some different mood light settings you can set during the day. If you've been in an office, you know, I'm down here in the basement all day and I actually set up a webcam to my front door that's got a picture of the neighborhood. So I kind of view it was meant to be the, um, we call it the, 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 the delivery cam or the box cam, right? That's the mm -hmm. one that kind of is, it used to be where they would put, you know, when they put packages down, that's where we'd monitor it so nobody'd steal it, right? It's right. actually become my window to the world. And so as I'm down Ooh, here in the nice. basement all day, I've got this up all, it's running Sighthound, so it's up all day. And I can kind of look out there, see what's going on. And I do get out from time to time, but it is nice to have that. Light can replace that, right? In, in, the, thing, uh, in, the, in the sense that you can do some things with your lighting during the day, and there's all kinds of home automation to be able to set those different moods for the day, including changing the colors to be a little more soothing towards the end of the day, like just kind of settle those things down. One of the things I was really surprised about when we sent all our employees home, you know, six weeks ago, I heard from a few who were like, oh, I didn't bring a second monitor home, right? I didn't uh, like, I didn't. Uh, do that. And now I'm, hold on, I got to get the scene right here. Hold on. I'm, I'm really messing this up. There we go. So uh, it's like, uh, what do I do now with, with just one screen? I kind of thought because of our, our network here and all the guys that I hang out with, and we've actually in our discord group over the last couple of days have been, everybody's kind of been taking pictures of their setup at home. And it's ridiculous the number of monitors that I see guys with, but that's not, that's not normal. Aaron, you spent a little bit of time on that post talking about adding a second, kind of adding a second screen. Do you get feedback from your listeners that like, this is a new thing for some folks where they pretty much just a laptop only? Yeah, I do. I do get the feedback. And I have heard the same thing that people who are used to having two monitors in their workplace are just, you know, crying because they can't adapt. Yeah. And I I hear that for sure. Um, so again, can conveniently, I guess, um, Apple launched its new operating system with a feature called Sidecar. So for those users who have like a MacBook Pro, what Sidecar allows you to do is add a second monitor that's an iPad. So if you're like me and you're in the Apple ecosystem, you can take the iPad you already have with the MacBook you already have, set them up side by side, and it provides you that extra second monitor. So once you've got them connected, you can you know, drag and drop windows across to the two, um, you know, open up mm. your social feed in one. If I'm doing video editing and I want to keep an eye on something, you know, I've got that second monitor open. Super convenient. And I think it solves the second monitor problem for a lot of people, um, you know, that already have some of these gadgets in their home. Yeah. I, I left the Mac ecosystem when that update came out and I've been super curious, like, is it pretty rock solid when you go to use it? Because, you know, there have always been those third-party apps before that that tried mm -hmm. to use the iPad second monitor. And they weren't the best. They were okay. But I've, now that Apple has kind of brought it in-house, is it better? It's brilliant. Um, 
so it will stay connected. Like as long as the laptop is sort of on and running, it stays, it's rock solid. I, you know, moving windows back and forth is pretty seamless. Uh, if I do need to disconnect it, it's a simple click, another click to reconnect it. Um, yeah, I mean, I find it works really well. I've pretty much got this as my setup now permanently and I love it. And I, you know, it's, it's really hard if I ever, you know, have to take the laptop out into another room to go do something. It's like, oh, where's the iPad? I need to bring the iPad too. Yeah. So you can get used to it. Yeah. Fortunately, everything is portable now. So I actually, I have a 34 inch widescreen curved monitor from work that they, that I got just, I don't know, maybe six months ago. And it, when, when this thing, when they first sent us home, I was like, I don't know if I want to take that thing home. Like, cause I was, I literally thought we were going to be home for a couple weeks, three, maybe four at the most. And then after a week at home, I was like, I gotta have that monitor. So I had to contact, I contacted the office and said, Hey, I'm coming in. We were controlling the number of people who could be in the office at a time. So mm-hmm. they're like, Hey, it'd be better if you came in after hours. And I went and picked up the thing and man, am I glad that I did. There has been, I, I don't even use the laptop screen. I changed the settings so that the lock, laptop can stay closed. It actually sits in the back. It, it's re- basically just a PC for the most part. And then I run everything off that 34 inch. And then I have a 24 inch touchscreen above it that's connected to it as well. So I kind of have, da- instead of having side by side, I have two on the bottom and one on top and all the oh, like, wow. teams and all the Zoom calls and all those things, all that's up top. And then all the work is down below. And man, I can't imagine. And I think, I think I'm going to be home for the rest of the year. Like, I, I don't know if I'm going back oh, wow. this year. They've kind of said, hey, you know, even when uh, people are allowed to go back, we're going to we're going to be real generous about working from home. And I was like, well, OK, I got I have all my stuff and I really like the yeah. setup. So I think that second monitor, by the way, a run on PCs and a run on monitors. And there's never been a better time to buy a monitor. They are cheap. Like even even with a little bit of a run on them, Mike, you just picked up a new one. What you what did you get? Uh, so I got a 27 inch. 1080p. Uh, it's beautiful, like z- pretty much zero bezel around the antenna. It's an Acer branded monitor, uh, 144 hertz refresh rate for 197. Yeah, um, and for ridiculous. a 27 inch that you couldn't get it, especially with the high refresh rate. So, yeah. and even yeah. even if you wanted 1440p, which for work purposes you don't need, uh, but if you're gaming or, or watching media content on it. But Jim, it's so funny that you say that you're going to stay home and that you're liking it. You were such a big proponent. You were the crew that even on snow days, like, no, I'm getting in the office. I'm going to be there. WFW, uh, baby. WFW. I am working from work. (laughs) Yeah. That was your phrase. That was your go-to. And now you're a convert, huh? You like it? I kind of am. I, uh, Aaron, I'm I'm with you in in healthcare. And so she's out. She's still going out and, and with the public and working in that space. But my daughter's home, and I don't know. I just I kind of like it. It's it's she's home uh, some of the mornings, and we get a little bit of time together. We don't have to have a production meeting uh, to to get it done. But, <laughs> uh, maybe we should. I'm gonna, I may steal that i uh, that idea from you. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm kind of liking it. One of the things, Aaron, that has that we've seen though is our food consumption has changed. Our our habits, and maybe because you're home all the time that you you didn't notice this, but we're cooking a little bit different. We're using a little bit different, like what we buy, it's a little bit different. And one of the things I noticed, and you reviewed this as well, one of the things I noticed, there's some gadgets that are making their way into the home now, stuff people could buy at work or 
they're used to drinking or whatever, or just a little bit of a, just a nice thing to have at home. These caught me off guard, but these kind of sparkling water or seltzer machines or right. That makes kind of fizzy water for you have gotten super popular. I've had three coworkers say, you got to get this thing. I haven't yet, but should I, I mean, you've got one and reviewed it. What do you like about it? Yeah. You're talking about the sparkle sparkling water maker. And I mean, this is, it's a really different gadget. Um, those who would be familiar with something like a soda stream know that it comes with the carbon dioxide tank and you install it and you know that's what carbonates the water. The sparkle is different though. It doesn't use those carbon dioxide tanks. I keep wanting to call it carbon monoxide. <laughs> so if I slip with the tongue, please do not use carbon monoxide in <laughs> your water machine. No. Um But what this does is it uses essentially powders. It uses baking soda and citric acid in these little sachets that you get from Sparkle. And you dump the sachets into the back of the machine and then it adds water. So you've got kind of a little water tank in the back. When you're ready to go, it gets a little bit of water in amongst the powder. The powder foams up and creates carbon dioxide. And that's what bubbles the water essentially so it does take a bit longer you sort of put the bottle into the machine you know you you start your carbonation process i would say it takes probably about three or four minutes um but it's much quieter than a soda stream um i find the water tastes a little bit different too um not not so canned not so metallic maybe a touch citrusy thanks to that citric acid um, but not unpleasant. I mean, if I put the water side by side and and had you guys taste it, I doubt you'd be able to pick out which was which. Um, but yeah, just sort of subtle differences that when you're tasting these things side by side, you know, which is which you're like, oh, yes, I do detect a hint of citric acid. <laughs> We are that way. That's the, that's, you know, we, we do beer tasting. So we're good at those kinds of those. Kinds yeah, there of you go. Maybe I'll send you guys uh, <laughs> bottled water from the sparkle and the soda stream and we'll do a water tasting. Might be easier to get past. I like, I like the beer the, test. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't get us wrong. Don't get us wrong. Send us beer. That's the better. No. Do you, do you have both then soda stream and, and the sparkle? Do you have both? I do. I do. I owned a soda stream for several years before hearing about the sparkle um, and then got my hands on one of those about a month or two ago. The other really cool thing about sparkle is that with a soda stream anyway, at least the one I have, you can't um, carbonate anything but water Mm. and you can't like you couldn't do juice. You couldn't do tea with the so or with the sparkle machine. You can put tea in there. You can put fruit juice in there. Um, You can put liquor or wine in there if you want. And then you run the carbonation process through it and you've got sort of a sparkling cocktail. Yeah. So I did, I did tea. Sparkling tea is actually really great. Um, We didn't do any juices. Um, And then we did, I did some red wine. I made a sparkling red wine, which was surprisingly good. Okay surprisingly okay. good and chilled or room temperature uh that one was room temperature i would okay. definitely chill it next time before drinking it um no. yeah well even like a zen 
you know, or something like that would be, it would be, would Oh be, yeah. Would yeah, I, yeah. Those, those kinds of sweeter ones would, would maybe lend yeah. themselves to that. Or any white. I should have, I should do a white actually. I haven't tried a sparkling yeah. white, no, but that would yeah. be a lot like a Prosecco, right? Well, even a Riesling would, would sparkle mm-hmm. really, would, would yeah. do that really, really nicely. Right. There's some of those. Yeah, no, that's an interesting difference because you can't with the other one and with this one you can, and that, that kind of lends to some more, some more options. Mike, now that you guys are home, have you gone to any kitchen gadgets that are different or are you using any of them that you had more than you were before? I'm cranking through the Nespresso pods. Um, <laughs> but oh, yeah. I didn't you know, know you were a Nespresso guy. Oh, we are. Yeah. Ever oh, since okay. Christmas yeah. time, yeah. Uh, my wife got one and we've been all in Nespresso, but no, it's not using new gadgets. It's actually getting or using the ones you've had for a while that you've just never had the time to use, right? Like we've had the milk frother for the Nespresso and <laughs> I've never been one to use it. I'm usually a black coffee drinker. I tell you, I've been doing a lot of frost milk in the Nespresso and man, it's just, it's delicious. So that, uh, and just all those things you just never had time to use. And they're like, Hey, you know, might make some bread in the bread maker, things like that. Right. That you just, oh, now I have a bunch of time. I'm at home. Yeah. Aaron, have you done made any bread yet? Have you gotten on the bread craze, the sourdough bread craze? I haven't tried the sourdough yet, but I started, uh, making bread, almost when this started, like I love baking anyway, but I've never made bread. I've always felt intimidated by it. So a friend of mine who is actually a really good bread baker, she's like, you don't need to knead bread. You know, there's this really simple recipe. You can do it. It's this no need bread. So she sent me this recipe and I tried it and wow, it was so easy, so good, so little work. You basically mix it up kind of like at night before you go to bed, let it rise overnight. You get up in the morning, you fold it over once, put it into a bowl and then heat up the oven, let it sit for another like hour or two and then toss it in the oven. No kneading, like it was so easy and it's so good. So, so good. So then I've been trying other, um, other breads. I actually made a video about the no need bread. Yeah. That's a good one. My YouTube I, channel. I watched you do that. Yeah. That was a good one. It was so like nothing. I mean, people come to my YouTube channel for tech and technology, but at that time I was just like, this is all I'm interested in right now is just, you know, <laughs> making my own food. So People seem to like it though. A bunch of people tried it and said it worked really well for them. Yeah, you and the whole world. Like my daughter said, "Hey, we're we're starting our own sourdough, right?" And so because yeast was nowhere to be found, like we we ran out of toilet paper first, and then everybody went for the yeast second. I I don't know why those two went together, but and I think it was kind of a secret. Like nobody knew yeast was selling out, so you couldn't get yeast. Well, you can take regular flour. You have to get good quality stuff, and you can make. uh, You got to spend a week. But you can turn, you can make that, you can turn that yeast on in the, in the, you know, in the flour and get sourdough bread. So my daughter. Did this who, work for you? It did, did it work? It did. We okay. Baked, we baked our It first. failed miserably for me. So I want to hear this. Yeah. Well, she followed a YouTuber that had the instructions on how to do it. And it's, it's a little complicated to get started. It's a little math. Like it, you need, first of all, we had to get a digital, um, we bought a digital, um, weighing weighing thing what scale? do we call the mm-hmm. scale thank you scale. <laughs> too much beer. so um we got a digital scale which is super cool so she bought that and and we waited for it to come in we were worried because amazon was all backed up so it finally got here and then you start it with that and then every day um you have to take some out 
add some stuff back in, let it sit, take it out, mm-hmm. add some stuff, right? You're feeding it, taking it away, feeding it, taking it away. We, we call our Susan the sourdough, right? So it's Susie. <laughs> uh, so she's got a name. And she followed this YouTube. I'll, I'll get that YouTube link and put it in the uh, the show notes for the show as well so you guys can watch it. It's super funny. So they basically podcast the baking of this sourdough. And I'll, I'll get that over to you, Erin. I think you'll probably oh, appreciate yeah. it. And so this weekend, she made her first her, her first batch. Now, we used a Dutch oven. So we took the we actually took the insert out of an old um, crock pot. So, you know, you get the crock pot and you have that kind oh, of ceramic okay. insert. She, we, we also tried a cast iron pot to do it at first and that was sticky and it just was kind of messy, but that, that kind of the, the ceramic insert that went into the crock pot worked perfectly and the glass dome that goes on top is perfect for it. So she, you know, you gotta, right. you, you don't have to knead it so much, but you kind of put it together, let it rise, put it together. And then she threw it in there and striped it and we put it on super delicious. Like it was, yeah, it, it actually worked. So we're going to do soup in bread bowls with it because that's like <laughs> we we love that it'll make perfect awesome. little yeah no it'll make perfect little i saw that video come across when you when you published it and i was like aaron's making bread what is she doing <laughs> yeah this is and actually not long after you published that sammy said we she had been she'd gotten the scale and we were going to try our own sourdough sourdough of course has gotten real popular because you invent mm-hmm. you make the yeast come out of the out of the flour as opposed to having to have the yeast um, kind of in advance. Uh, you, the the first batch of the no need bread you made, you I saw you eating it. Was it really as good as you uh, as you thought it was? On, on I am my- not even kidding. Maybe it's because I, well, I mean, my one friend who's a baker will occasionally drop off a loaf for us and it's always great, but I've never made my own bread. So I don't know if it's just because you know, I'm so used to store-bought bread that I didn't know how good bread actually was or how simple it could be. But I, last weekend I made something called Japanese milk bread, Hmm. which is, you've, I'm sure you've seen this. It's like the softest, pillowiest, like tenderest bread that you can make. It's Hmm. almost like the most pristine loaf of like white bread, but like with just a hint of sweetness and like, I can't even describe how good this thing is. So another um, guy I know um, from Instagram, he has sort of a cooking cooking feed, cooking channel, and he's on YouTube as well. Um, but he said he made it, and I saw his pictures, and I was like, oh, I've got to get that recipe. So he sent it to me, and I tried it out. And again, surprisingly easy. This one had a little, a few more steps um, and a little bit of kneading, but... After starting with the no need bread, yeah. this felt like it was easy enough to sort of be the next step in the progression of my yeah. making bread yeah. and uh, making another loaf of uh, of the Japanese milk bread this weekend because it nice. is seriously delicious. Yeah, it's good to have on hand. Like I, making your own bread, there's something about it. Mike, have you guys tried uh, doing bread? Or you do that very often? No. No, we have not. We're trying it. Your kids would love it. Come on. I know they would. You know, my wife has come from, she was never someone who cooked. I was the same way. My wife has gotten amazing at it, uh, but we have not delved into bread or anything too complicated yet. I wonder what smoked bread would taste like. Like You you were reading my mind. I was like, I wonder actually, it's like an oven, right? You can cook everything on a smoker. You set the temperature, you put in there, cook pizzas on the... Smoke no, it. you Why do. Bread? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Smoke yeah. Bread. Oh, 
Okay. Well, we're the no-need bread you cook in a pot with a lid. Like you just yeah. get either a cast iron or a pot and put that the lid on it and goes in the oven, right? So you could totally put that on a barbecue or on a smoker. Yeah. Yeah. What did you use for your bread? What did what what was the container? Did you use cast iron for yours for your video? Aaron? I just used a, a regular pot, I guess, okay. aluminum or whatever yeah. metal ceramic. Nothing oh. fancy. Oh, yeah. yeah, just regular. No, not yeah. a ceramic one. No. We found that ceramic Although I have out really well. <laughs> I just, sorry, I lie. I did do a smaller one in one of the ceramic ones too, but they, I found they worked kind of equally as well. <laughs> uh, Dave McCabe uh, says in the chat room, he says, uh, we, uh, we made something that I think came from a soldier around the war- <laughs> world war two era. Not good. I, it's, it's a great time to practice. I think some of these recipes, you know, you get families together. They're interesting. We have definitely amped up our cooking. You know, I mentioned earlier that, you know, the chicken turned out, the smoked chicken from last week's show turned out so good. The ladies are like, can you do that again? Now, that chicken was $6. Like, you, and we got two meals out of it, maybe three when you think about all the all this stuff. I, I We probably had dinner and, and a couple lunches out of that chicken noodle soup. And then I just finished it up today, and the, then we use that chicken for quesadilla. So, I think there's some great ways, and and it's just it's a fun time to be kind of uh, do some alternative kind of cooking. Speaking of alternative, as we think kind of the last thing we're going to talk with you, Aaron, about you know us gentlemen, you ladies probably aren't struggling, but us gentlemen are struggling a little bit with maybe the personal grooming. Now the haircuts are one thing, but I had never seen this before. But apparently. Gillette is making a heated razor. Is that right? They are. I saw this for the first time at CES at the Consumer Electronics Show in January. And I was like, what the heck? And they had a couple models out there so you could try it. And, you know, I was pressing it to the back of my hand and sure enough, it feels warm. And I just thought like, wow, I need to get my hands on that and try it. So Gillette was kind enough to send me one to test out. And yeah, it's, it heats up. So it comes with this little stand that charges up the razor. Um, and I guess there's sort of a heating bar in the blade or sort of behind where the blade is. Um, and that's what warms the blade up. So it's got a couple different things. I can't remember now off the top of my head if it's two or three, but you can sort of adjust the warmth of it. And I found the hottest setting, I shouldn't say hot, it's not like searingly hot, but it is really warm, Okay. really warm. So the hottest setting was kind of too warm for me. Um, and I gave it to my husband to try because I was like, you know, I'm trying it on my legs, but I, <laughs> I think it was lost on me a little bit, you know, using it on the legs. Yeah. So I had my husband shave with it a few times and, and asked for his feedback. And he was kind of like, eh, eh. And I was like, well, what do you, what don't you like about it? Like it, it gets hot. And he's like, yeah, but I can heat up my razor under the hot running water anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, do, do I really need a razor to heat up on its own? Yeah. He was kind of less than kind thrilled with it. About it. Mike, you're cutting your own meh. hair. You're, uh, Mike, you're cutting your own hair. Um, uh, Hannah, well, I shouldn't say you're doing it. Hannah. Hannah's doing it for you, right? How are you? It's a week later. I think you cut it last week, right? Yeah. You going to do it again? Oh, for, so she has now not only cut my hair, she's cut the boy's hair. So we have the Philips Norelco. It has a turn dial 
and so you can adjust the height of it. It's not really the, the hair the height of the guard, right? Yeah, the height of the guard. Yeah, it's yeah. meant for facial hair, so it's a facial yeah, hair yeah. trimmer. Yeah. So it's it's not the full width of a hair one, but she uses that for the sides, using it on our boys' hair. It's worked really well. Now she has not had to cut the top, and I'm really worried. <laughs> so this is getting super long up here uh-huh. uh, yeah. because that's the hard. You're going part, with right? a that's- pompadour. Yeah, I might have to just start. I don't know. I, I talked about. It. Have you guys watched Peaky Blinders at all? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm thinking oh, like. Oh yeah, I see what you have going. So maybe on. the Arthur style, where if it gets real, I pull it straight back, right? And yeah. do like yeah. the. Yeah. That's, that's what I we'll say see. we embrace this thing. Like, like we should. Just, I, I agree. A time when you don't get to try these kinds of hairstyles and, ever. Yeah. You know, uh, mine is finally kind of just grown out to where I'm thinking like maybe I'll keep it this length. <laughs> you yeah. know, when I'm done, you know, I need, I need some cleanup back here and just some, you know, kind of just a little bit of maintenance, but it's kind of like when it's short, it's really gray. And now that it's kind of grown out, it's kind of like the gray. I'm not saying the gray has gone away, but it's a little less subdued or it's a little more subdued. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I'm going to keep my hair long. Aaron, certainly we don't have to worry about all the stuff that you do. How are you handling this? crisis this hair crisis the personal grooming yeah <laughs> i uh, my my timing was impeccable again i got uh, a ton of haircut off right before lockdown okay. i thought i'd lighten things up for the summer so i cut i think it was seven inches off my hair and so i feel like yeah great keep it shut down till the end of the year i'm not gonna I'm not going to have a problem. Um, my hair is pretty easy to manage. So that's sort of been the least of my, of my worries. I I do miss getting a massage though. I sit at a desk as you know, probably a lot of other people do for many hours a day. So you end up getting that hunch and just everything is sore. So I really miss, you know, being able to go get a massage and just relax that way. Um, but you know, Sephora delivers. So I've been having fun on the Sephora website um what else have i been doing trying out some new products on amazon so it hasn't yeah. been too bad i was um there was the i would say the few weeks the first two weeks probably of the lockdown i was full pajamas you know no nothing happening with the hair no makeup it was just like yeah whatever no problem and now my hair has gone crazy um <laughs> yeah but after about the third week it started to feel weird And I just, you know, I'd kind of go into my home office and sit down, but because I wasn't having that part of the morning routine where it's like, get up, shower, get ready, do your hair, makeup, you know, get dressed. It, it started to feel weird. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go back to the routine. So I've kind of been going through my full morning routine. I really only see my husband, but I've got, you know, hair done, makeup on, clothes on. And I feel better about it. <laughs> I bet he appreciates that. <laughs> well, maybe not the clothes on part, but I'm sure he appreciates. <laughs> I'm sure he he mm-hmm. appreciates that. Uh, Mike, have you been? And I have. I too. I've been following a schedule almost every day. Sundays uh, would be the only time it's really different. Mike, have you been kind of following a schedule at home? No. Uh, and- <laughs> you're, uh, you, no, no. Listen, don't incriminate yourself. I don't. If your employer's listening, I don't. Uh, you know. No, well, I'm just talking about like that. morning routine, right? It's just yeah. so weird because with Hannah working at the hospital, I've now got the three-year-old and the two-year-old and working all day. It's like trying to balance that and every morning just something different. It depends on, hey, if those kids are still sleeping for some miracle when I wake up at 630, I'm going to get down there as quick as I can and start working, yeah, right? But if right. they're in my bed already, then it's okay. Got to get them right. breakfast first. So there is no such thing as a standard morning so far. Yeah. 
And I yeah. have also learned that uh, the daycare workers do not get paid enough. Um, I will pay that. <laughs> I used to think that that was like so much money. I'm like, no, they do. Like, I just don't know how anyone else could do it. It is. Yeah. Uh, it's been yeah. a challenge. Yeah, it's I, I'm hearing that a lot. I, I am super fortunate. I would have killed myself 10 years ago if this would have happened to us. Uh, <laughs> just with with having five, 10 years ago, we had five at home in this house. And I just, wow. it would have been a completely different story, uh, the, the way and this is easier for me. So, but I am, I'm getting up every morning, six 30, same, trying to do the same thing, same stuff every day. Just keep it. That was some advice I read early on, like just mm -hmm. get really regular. And yeah. so just try to yeah. keep similar patterns. I've actually developed kind of a new workout plan and the way I'm doing it throughout the day. So I do little tiny workouts instead of one big workout, I'm doing a little bit at a time. And that's just kind of helping get me out of my chair, get the steps in. I'm trying to complete the rings on the Apple Watch every day, trying to compete with the day before to say, can I do a few more than I did yesterday? Which is dangerous because after six weeks, you kind of reach your theoretical max. You can't do anymore. <laughs> so even though you're saying you should do more, you, you can't. A uh, couple comments from the chat room. Joe says 2020, the year mullets make a comeback. <laughs> that could be very possible. Dave says Jim man bun Collison. That I don't know. That it's it's a possibility. I may I may bring that back. And um, and then uh, other Jim said you'd never see Mike if he stood outside a big boy. So I don't know. <laughs> Mike, do you know what a big boy is? A Bob's a big boy. Have I don't. You? It's a restaurant. Do you know? Do you know what big boy is? Aaron, have you? I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a big wavy. Their, uh, so, their mascot has the wavy, the peaky blinders hair. Yeah, the big, okay. the big. You could totally pull it off, Mike. You could do, you could do a pandemic. You should, you should grow out for the pandemic, kind of just the wave. Swoop it all. Yeah, yeah. You'd look. It would look. Uh, it would definitely look you good can, on you. You could uh, match up with that guy from Ancient Aliens that has the hair that. <laughs> What's going. that guy's name? <laughs> why why wouldn't you like this we're gonna get one sh well hopefully we'll get one shot at this to to be like it's pandemic time nobody really cares i haven't gotten a haircut i'm just on so weeks. many i'm on so many video calls with external external people throughout the day if it was just internal work people yeah. but it's i think low. people are forgiving for that man i think right now you can get away with anything yeah, it's pretty true. You can't be with kids on conference calls. I know. So oh, yeah. many people That's, on Zoom calls. Yeah, no. In to. fact, oh, bring God. the kids in. Like, let the kids wave. I, one of the things I found, bring the kids in, engage them for the first two minutes. What they really yeah. want to see is what's happening. So if yep. you just yeah. let them see this is boring work stuff, they're gone. But if you try and shoo them away, they just keep coming back. Mm -hmm. And so with my coworkers, I'm just like, bring them in, put the headphones on them. And then I start asking yeah. them questions like, hey, so what are you doing today? What's, you know, what's your homework like? Tell me a little what bit about learning? math. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't answer this guy. That's a good strategy. They're I out. Like they're that. Like, how did you do that? I'm like, I just asked him how their math homework was. And, uh, and it, it, it gets them out. Aaron, thanks for coming back again tonight and being part of our show. Um, for, for folks who want to follow you and all those things, what's, give us the right, the right ways to kind of keep track of you and where they should subscribe. For sure. The website is techgadgetscanada.com. The YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Aaron Lawrence TV. And I am on Twitter and Instagram at Aaron LYYC. Please like, follow, subscribe, share, and comment. I love hearing from people. Yeah. And you're really, you're really good at it. And, and so thanks for doing that. Have you noticed an uptick in Twitter um, since the pandemic? Have, has that been any, has Twitter been any different for you? It seems like for me, 
the it's it's a, it's gone an uptick. Have you noticed anything different? I think so. Twitter, I find, tends to be that news resource. So anytime there's a major, you know, up until now, it's kind of been a local event. Um, I notice a big uptick in it. But I guess, you know, worldwide, everybody still wants to get their news and their information. So I am seeing that on Twitter. YouTube, I found, though, dropped off substantially for me, I would oh. say, in the about the last month, like huge. Wow. And it's like just in the last couple of days, it's kind of gone up through the roof again. So I, I can't explain it. I don't know why. But. Yeah, no, that is interesting. I've only been watching YouTube. And so it's, mm. it's, I don't watch any TV. Everybody's like, Oh, have you seen the tiger thing? And I'm like, no, have you seen the great place? No. I, I mean, I am so out of touch with network television, but I can tell you, like I have YouTube channels that I follow. You're one of them. And, and those are every day I come down, I look at the notification up there. Okay. What's new. What, what have they done? You just did a, a new vacuum cleaner uh, review, right? As well. Did, is that a, do you have a mm-hmm. new one of those out? Yeah. So Robot. I think that, re, yeah, real recent um, on that. And so it's kind of fun to keep up with your channel and, and all the things that are going on there. One of the things I have noticed is when I close tonight, when I close out the video and we're streaming there, I used to wait an hour and it was ready for me. And now it's taking 14 or 15 hours for videos to render on YouTube. So, yeah, I mean, I I think that speaks to just the amount of traffic that has grown on the site. And, uh, and it's just a different, it's a different day. So I don't even try, I used to try and edit, make some, some early edits, get them rendering overnight. So that Friday morning they'd be there. I just blow that off now. (laughs) It'll be there on Friday morning when I get there. So Aaron, thanks for joining us. Hang tight for just uh, one second here as I close things up couple reminders before we go. Don't forget, if you want to support the show, uh, uh, I don't do that via YouTube like some do, but we do have a Patreon page. So if you want to go to theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon, a couple new folks have joined us. And I don't get permission to use your name, so I won't use it. But thank you if you've been if you've been those jumping on the Patreon group. I always appreciate that. Join our Discord group. And Mike, you're doing a great job over there on Discord. So theaverageguy.tv slash Discord. Brand new barbecue channel. Brand new cigar channel. The distributed computing, I think, is going to peak and then go back down. I think we're all, I think we're all kind of over making these uh, or doing these packets for uh, for the COVID stuff with uh, folding at home. But but Mike, thanks for the work that you're doing there. A great place to get connected. Anything you want to highlight there coming out of the Discord, uh, off the Discord channel? No, just to, first, just loving that everyone's active and we picked up a bunch of new members. I think since the Unraid show, especially. So if you're not out there. Um, and, you, and you've listened and you for some reason you haven't jumped out there. There's conversation about just about everything yeah. if you head over to the Discord. So uh, keep, keep the comments coming. Keep the pictures coming. A lot of you have been sharing news about your new builds, which is like I love burning out on other people's builds. And I think it helps everyone else, right? Because it helps scratch the itch of needing new hardware. Yeah. Or it makes us feel like we need new hardware. Either one. Yeah. But keep it coming. There's been a lot of great stuff out there. You 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 jumped in feet first. By I friend. did. Well, it, we all joked about this too. We're like, you know, I did that Optiplex upgrade. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to use old recycled hardware. Just get myself a little upgrade. And I'm like, yeah, that'll last like two months. Uh, it lasted about two months. So. Yeah, it it didn't last long. You're you're all the way in. So great conversation. The average guy TV slash discord. Our Facebook group, the average guy TV slash Facebook. If you want to do it that way. If you want to contact me, I always appreciate your feedback. Neil always sends me a comment. Neil, I always appreciate when you do that. Jim at theaverageguy.tv. Just good to hear from you guys. I've been sending out the newsletter is up and running again. Not only do we have Eventbrite working, so theaverageguy.eventbrite.com, we have newsletters working again. So head over to theaverageguy.tv slash subscribe. I'm 
got all this time on my hands. And so I'm actually getting to the things that I should be getting to. And if you want to subscribe to the newsletter, I send out just a little update on all the things that we're doing uh, during the week. Nothing that takes more than 10 seconds to read. Then don't forget the AverageGuy.tv platform powered by Maple Grove Partners gets secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and trust. We just had Christian back on Cyber Frontiers on Monday. That's out in the channel right now if you want to go grab it. But uh, he's doing a bang-up job over there at Maple Grove Partners. $10 a site gets you web and media hosting. Uh, I think $5 for email, Mike. Is that right? Is that what you... Is that the plan yep, that you did? Five dollars extra for email. Yeah. If you want to do email. So 15 bucks gets you a whole bunch of stuff. Maplegrovepartners.com. We appreciate it. if you listen to the show and you support Christian, we appreciate that. Uh, and he's got some extra bandwidth. He just moved into a new place and set up some new servers and has some new bandwidth. So if you want to jump on that, you can um, as well. And then don't forget, last thing, I still have a whole bunch of HelloFresh free week. It's worth 70 bucks. It'll get you two meals for four people. Um, if you're struggling with the cooking, now might be a good time to get some extra recipes and try some things out with HelloFresh. So if you want to give it a try, let me know. Send me an email or just go onto the site and uh, look at the show notes. There's a HelloFresh link there. You can sign up. That's the $40 deal. If you contact me, you'll get a free week at 70 And I, I don't, listen, I'm not trying to make anything off of them. I'm just trying to improve the quality of what you eat, for God's sakes. So if you want to do that, let me know and uh, we'll get you on HelloFresh as well. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, after the average guy.tv slash live. Mike and I will be some post show. Maybe Aaron will stay around for a little bit of it as well. With that, we'll say goodbye.